This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Whoa! There's basically basically a dick in your face as soon as you open it up. Uh, But anyways... uh, it's GoRecon.com. Recon had to have been pissed when they're like, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Recon up? It's a what? It's a what kind of site? Oh. Yeah. Oh, let's just add Go. Is that cool? Can we just that add work? Go in front of it? Should we change our name? Yeah. I'm sure they probably called the people at Recon.com and be like, hey, listen, we got a proposal for you. Yeah. They're like, this is our company name. Can you guys do like... Porn. Yeah. <laughs> like weird porn. <laughs> like, can we sell that to you? They're probably like, you're talking, you sell parts for diesel truck guys? <laughs> we ain't selling that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's half our market. <laughs> you guys sell Duramaxes? <laughs> you sell Duramax you guys parts? parts for Duramaxes? <laughs> now that I got you on the phone, I need some parts for my Duramax. <laughs> America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. That's the best barley juice I've had today. That was good. That was a delicious barley juice. It sounded like I was drinking it, but I was listening to you drink yours. And then it made me thirsty, so... Cheers. Go ahead. Damn, that's a good barley juice. It's a good product. That's a great product. <laughs> Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from Spokane, Washington. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Barely TikTok by searching America's Diesel Podcast. We are trying to pump up our Instagram numbers. So if you uh, feel so kind or feel so happy, so happy, so kind, so generous to give us a follow on Instagram, that'd be fantastic. Also, because uh, we usually film two episodes per filming session, 
and we do a live uh, between those two on Instagram. So usually every Wednesday, right around like between four and five, we do a little live Pacific on there. Standard Paci- Time. Yeah, Pacific Standard Time. We do a live on there and pretty much answer and have a chat or whoever can join. We'll have a have a bar with and chat about whatever you want. Yeah, it's a great opportunity if you have a question for us. Put it on there. We'll answer it. Yeah. And sometimes podcast episodes end up stemming from that as well. Yeah. Um, sometimes people make fun of my Costco shirts. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. I don't care. Tyler, hit him with reviews. Oh, yeah. Let's keep those reviews coming in. We are moving up in the ranks, which I adore. Yeah. <laughs> it's great to see. Um, so keep those reviews coming in on any of those platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot your five-star review and send it to podcast at dieselpowerparks.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck or the truck you want and an address that we can send a sticker to. It looks just like our logo back behind us here. Yeah. Bam. So, uh, lastly, if you need diesel parts or parts for your diesel truck, make sure and check out dieselpowerparks.com. We got phone sales text on the phones at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Ready to take your call and let you know the parts that you need, the right ones for your truck, or answer any questions that you have. If you are browsing the website and you happen to see a quick ship logo on the product page, that means it's verified, in stock, ready to rock. Uh, you can still call and talk to us if you want, but if you're just trying to like, man, I wonder if this is really in stock or not. If you see quick ship, bam, verified, 100%, click the button, pay your money, get the shipping, get it there, ASAP. Also, if you are a podcast listener, which if you're listening right now, you are a podcast listener. Welcome to the club. Congratulations! You get absolutely nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> if you do listen to the podcast and you're ordering parts from us, make sure and tell whoever you're talking to that you're a podcast listener. Uh, or if you're ordering online, there is a delivery notes section. It used to be a little bigger. Now it's like one long skinny line. Uh, just write podcast in there. I go in there every couple of days and tally up who's buying parts from us. They're listening to us because it does help us keep the lights on and make sure that we're all having a good time. Also, if you're listening to this and you buy diesel parts for a truck and you're not buying from diesel power products, I want to know why. Legit. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Tell shoot, us. Shoot me an email. <laughs> I want to know why. It could be something simple. It could be something stupid. I don't know, but I just want to know. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. It's Wednesday. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the barley juice was making a comeback. Yeah. Just kidding. I had to burp. <laughs> okay, let's get into this week's episode. Today we're talking about tools. I like tools. I like tools a lot. As yeah. I've gotten older, I have found that I like tools even more. Um, and this is, we, we did a tools episode way, 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 way back. Yeah. This must have been like 2018. It was like one of our first... 20 or 30 episodes. Yeah, I was going to say like first 10. Yeah. If if you guys have listened to any of our really, really old stuff, like before we got actual microphones, um, I don't blame you. Yes, we know it was shitty. Yes, we totally know it was an (laughs) absolute, the audio was absolute shit. Yeah. And uh, we've, I've had some people message me like, dude, they're like unlistenable. Like, I know that's, (laughs) we've come a long way since then. So um, if you have been going back and listening to older episodes, first off, thank you. I appreciate it. Like, thanks for going back in the discography and listening. Uh, but we decided that, uh, and as per some of requests, to kind of like rehash some of the old ones. Plus, I mean, it's time has passed. It's been several years. Yeah. We may have some new things to add to the list. Possibly. Possibly. Quite, quite possibly. I, in typical fashion, I have a list. Tyler showed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even a sticky note today. Facts. Come on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. 
Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time. They have cetane in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per thirty two gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates. It, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it, it'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight eight plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you. So now you can measure out your one ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or four ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. And look, you look like you got a tool on you right now. Uh, it is one of the tools. You guys can't really see it, but uh, <laughs> let me see if you can hear it. Hold on. You just, you just hooked your uh, wire into it. Oh, I thought you did. Never mind. That, my friends, is it's a, a chastity back, belt. <laughs> it's a back belt. Okay. <laughs> uh. What is the thing that the chicks use to make tightens them up, makes it look like their waist is super Corset. 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 Yeah. Corset. Corset. It's got a corset, corset. corset on whatever the hell it's called. So a waist trainer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't saving babies from a burning building or anything like that. Nothing I, cool whatsoever. I was hunched over trying to fix something sitting on a stool in my garage, and uh, I think it's like a socket or a can of brake clean, like tipped over and started rolling out of my garage. And it was... <laughs> And then it was going to roll into my driveway, which is even more slanted. And then to the street, which is even more slanted, and then down the hill. So I was like, it's yeah. now or never. And <laughs> I, I stood up way too fast in a quick jerking, twisting motion and went, ah! Whoops. Ah! <laughs> am I dead? Did I just die? <laughs> yeah. And uh, later that night, I uh, was I my back fully locked up. Like, I couldn't even get off, off the ground. My wife had to, like, help me up. Yeah. And I was, like, wheezing and panting trying to get up the stairs. It was very humiliating yeah because <laughs> i am 36 years old <laughs> <laughs> but this will be the uh the third time i've blown my back out in my life yeah. um so i figure i was due anyways yeah I probably got about four or five more of these left in me and then i'm just gonna <laughs> just pull the plug i'm done yeah just never want to do that again just end it yeah <laughs> sorry kids <laughs> blew my back out one too many times yeah, sorry, i gotta leave this earth <laughs> i'm worth more dead than alive enjoy the money <laughs> pretty morbid but not yeah whatever so let's talk about tools the first tool a back belt honestly if you're <laughs> if, if your back is like questionable or it's a little tender a little sore you know you're gonna be lifting up heavy things don't be too proud to wear a back belt you know yeah. they're they're like 20 bucks i bought this at ace hardware just go get one because you, you never know if you need to have one on hand because your, your back may start to get a little bit tight you're like ooh, i should probably well, especially if you're like you know crawling around in your garage working on yeah. your rig i mean it's happened to me a few times too, you know, working on something and you're constantly, you know, laying down, getting up, laying down, getting up, and then you're stretching to grab something, you know, mm -hmm. that it, it happens. It happens. And because we all totally take fully Super. great, good care of our bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm the worst out there, but I'm definitely not the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to get into two of, I got, I got a list here. I don't know if you want to chime in or if you, I'm going to start going to the list. Just though. go hit okay. your list and I'll chime in. So the first thing on my list, and it's actually something that I've had, I, I bought these a long, long time ago, 
And for some reason, it's one of the few things that I haven't lost a piece to. But I have a set of uh, standard stubby box end wrenches. And when yeah. I say stubby, these things are like, they go all the way up. To, they go from uh, three-eighths to three-quarter. Yeah. Um, and they're stubby. I mean, even the three-quarter one is no more than five or six inches total. Yeah. Um, but those things, as far as like getting into tight places, 10 out of 10. Like, Absolutely. If you have a 7.3 and you need to do anything on your fuel bowl, that's your jam. Yeah. And those ought, uh, as well for um, – because you hear people talking about, I need to take my transfer case off of my transmission. Oh, those top bolts are going to be a real pain. Not with these stubbies. Yeah. And I'm not – like, they're they're going to be hard. You need to have your finger you know, finger strength and stuff like that. But, I mean, you can really reef on a stubby wrench just to break break a bolt loose and – Yeah, or at least if, if it's in a tight spot and you could use another wrench to at least break it loose, mm-hmm. then you can get in there with the stubby, and especially if it's like a ratcheting stubby. That's I know what I've, yeah. I, yeah, I've got uh, uh, some of those as well. And I I actually like just perf- – like especially, of course, the 10 millimeter. <laughs> it's used on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. So that's a um, – that's when it gets, it gets a lot of use. Even mm-hmm. when, you know, I could use a bigger wrench. I just I, – that's my go-to as far as a – Yeah. The uh, next thing I got on there is a – and there's – the jury's still out of who likes which angle the best. But the one I have, it's a there are a set of nine inch needle nose pliers that have a forty five degree angle. On yeah, them. and they have the spring so that they automatically open. You don't have to open them. They just you squeeze and they open. Yeah. Um, I, I bought they're like they're Cornwell. I got them fifteen years ago. Yeah, and they still work. They still work great, obviously. But the the forty five degree is like just that right amount of degree you can fit just about anywhere. But if you get around at a certain angle, it kind of works out better. But uh, I use those. That's almost any time I'm doing something, I'm always grabbing those because just you need to get a better purchase on something, kind of mm-hmm. reach something, do a hose clamp, that's or just there. like pick up a dropped bolt. Yeah, <laughs> like that's that's super handy. I like the. I've got a set of uh, like needle nose pliers. Are they're like a foot long, mm-hmm. and it's got the end of it is uh, for like a hose, like a small hose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, those are so nice because <clears throat> rubber hoses on anything metal over time with heat cycles and that sort of thing, the hoses can get stuck on there. And if you just mm-hmm. go and pull on it, you'll probably break that hose off. Yeah. Um, so with, with these particular, this particular wrench, you can put it over that connection over where it's seated on whatever piece of metal it's on and kind of wiggle it side to free it. And you'll feel it go pop kind of free up. And you're like, yeah. okay, now I know it's, it's, it's good to pull off. It's basically once you can get somewhere around that hose to break free. Yeah. Then you can start moving it around a little bit more and then it'll eventually come off. Yeah, speaking of pliers too, if we're still talking about pliers. Yeah, totally. My absolute favorite pliers, which I somehow lost over, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very upset about. It. I, it could very well be at my, my dad's house and his toolbox. I don't know because he it, he ended up with a few of my tools. I don't know how, but I ended up with a few of his. So it's, it, it is Works what it out. is. <laughs> but uh, um, the hose clamp pliers that are on a cable, I freaking. That's love on those. my list. Yeah, oh, it is. Okay. Love those. We talk about them now. Yeah, if you have spring yeah, clamps like on a radiator or something like that, freaking awesome. Oh man, trying to get because the, they like, can lock and mm-hmm. hold that clamp. Oh, so if you're just doing like a quick swap or something, which is not, it's it's nice to do that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're trying to just loosen something temporarily and then you know not take it completely off, like it's just super nice to be able to um, to hold it in the open position and then also getting into spots that are a pay- like you can't get pliers on. Mm-hmm. Or if you are, you're getting pliers on there and they keep slipping off. Yeah, this thing is a very small head on it. it has those two forks that grab the pliers you, you i mean you need what a quarter inch of clearance yeah. to get it down on there and then it'll lock it it basically locks itself on there which is awesome 
Yeah, we all know that struggle when you get the pliers on there and you're like just on the very corner of it. You're like, oh god, and don't. If you move. squeeze it more, it's gonna go squeeze off. If you don't squeeze it enough, it's not gonna fit over the ridge to come up. Like, yeah, ah, yeah. Ah, it's ah, a ah. Balancing a tightrope right yeah, there. Totally. <laughs> uh, next one for me is um, actually <laughs> I have hose clamp pliers on there. Boom. Bingo. Uh, next one, a a good brake caliper spreader. Yes. Okay. And yes. what I mean by that is. I'm sure we all have the the one that we the first one we bought that like you hand like, I don't even have that one I won't, no. like that's like a oh like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, and you, like, yeah you like uh, a it, small yeah. U shape that's basically built to fit in the caliper and then you turn it and as a threads turn it pushes the pistons back into the caliper um, but when you start getting into I mean those work great when you work on like a car or like a like a a Ranger or maybe even a half ton truck or something like that yeah. but when you start getting into these calipers that are much much bigger on like three quarter and one ton trucks or something like that you don't have the pressure like you can't squeeze that tight enough yeah um so getting a good high quality um i, I know that uh blue point makes one and snap on makes one and that's, I, that's what i got yeah i freaking love it as much as i'm saying like I, I am an advocate for buy the right tool for the job and that fits your budget yeah. this is one of those things which a buy once cry once there's the the ratcheting one that's like it, like spreads them out ever so slightly evenly yep um but it takes all the pressure off trying to twist it you have a ratchet and it screws them both out at the same time mm -hmm. so it takes a lot of that stress off of trying to spread it open I, I that i use that same tool to do the calipers on the back of the f450 yeah so they're enough to even do like f450 calipers which are are yeah. big yeah uh, the ones that i have are like an x mm -hmm. and then on the one end is a, a bolt that has like a little t-handle on it that you just turn and mm -hmm. it slowly spreads that x so what's cool is on the top of the calipers, there's always like holes, right? Yeah. And usually guys will just shove a screwdriver in there and, you know, or a pry bar and push it open. Mm -hmm. This thing, you slide in there nicely, you twist it, and it just spreads them perfectly. You could pull it off. Like, let's say you had to take a brake caliper off, but you're not replacing brakes. Mm -hmm. Like, it's super nice to be able to, because what's cool is you put it in there before you put the caliper on, mm -hmm. you spread it, and then you could set that caliper on the, the brake rotor like halfway, mm -hmm. and then you could take that off and push it on the rest of the way. Like it's life changing for brakes. Yes, life changing for brakes. So that's definitely a buy once, cry once. If yeah. you buy like the Snap On or Blue Two Blue Point ones, they're probably like thirty five, forty, maybe forty five, fifty bucks, something like that. And that's a big range. Just yeah, the, that, but it's a the one with the knob you're talking about that actually mm -hmm. like goes inside the caliper. But the mm -hmm. thing I don't like about that is it is you can't like you have to take it off to put the caliper on. Yeah. So th that's why I prefer the other one. And I'm sure they're probably very similar in price. They can't be that expensive. No. Uh, next thing here, um, going kind of goes back to the box and wrenches, but uh, the, a set of flex head ratcheting wrenches. Um, yep. Like I have a, a set that I bought from Gear Wrench, like when they first came out. Question. Yes. Are you a locking flex head or no. just a wobbly guy? Wobbly. Full wobble. Full wobble. Full wobble, baby. Full freaking wobble. Yeah. I, All I, right. I, there's been times where the full wobble has kind of pissed me off, mm -hmm. where it's like, wow, I wish this thing locked in this position. Like, expect, again, if you're getting into, like, a tight situation or a tight area, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. it needs to stay at this angle for me to get it on there, and then you get it in there, and it's like... I agree. Uh, That's I would only say more downside. times yeah. than not, though, I... I same thing with uh, flex head ratchets. I don't yeah. like locking flex head ratchets. Can't stand them. Uh, I, get, I could... I, I'm, I'm with you for the ratchet. Yeah, because the, the only reason I'd be using a ratchet that's the best way but no it. back up i'm not with you on the ratchet i'm with you on like a lot if it was a locking or a uh, not locking um like just wrench mm -hmm. 
Right. You're, are you talking like a ratchet, like an so actual like? I don't like locking flex at anything. You don't like locking. Okay. No. I yeah. So I'm I like locking, like a three quarter inch ratchet or half inch ratchet or quarter mm-hmm. inch ratchet. But as far as it's like an open end wrench or a box wrench, those can I like those wobbly. Mm-hmm. That's me. So the reason, <laughs> like, to me, if if I'm using a a flex head that needs to be locked in a certain position or if I'm using a, a flex head, I'm using that because I, I want a little bit of comfort. And what yeah. I mean by that is you don't have to be rigid next to it. You can be, sure. you can kind of like move around with it. You know, it's, it's less, less muscle memory. You just kind of get it going, get it going. Cause it's going to move a little bit for you. Yeah. And a lot of people say like, well, you know, it's not as strong or something like that. But if I had something where I actually need to refund it that hard, I'm not going to use a flex head. Yeah. And we have some like a rigid breaker bar or something like that. And I'm going to use it. Yeah. But for, for anything else, yeah, a non-locking flex head is where I'm at. Yeah. And also, I freaking love wobbly extensions. Not swivel, not universal, the, the wobble. The it's o- like 10 to 15 degrees. Yes, I, I agree with you. The only thing I don't like about those, because usually like the wobble, you're talking like the, it's like a ball socket kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're big. So, if you're, again, if you're trying to get into a tight space, usually because that ball Mine has are, to fit. Yeah. How big is yours? My, 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 the wobble's built into the end of the extension on mine. It's not something you put onto an extension. Oh, you're talking where they just like cut them to where they're mm-hmm. you. Oh, g- gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. I, when I think of that, I think of like the because I've got like a set of like 10 millimeter through like 17 millimeter, uh, wobble, um, sockets. Like sockets. Yes. So I'm talking which about those like, are big on the. Yes, yeah. I agree. Those are big. Yes. But what I have is uh, which th- those have their place in time. Yeah. Like if you're using like an impact gun and you seem to get something that's like you know 30 degrees off yep. or something like that, works great. Yeah. But if you're for me, or what I have is the uh, a set of extensions that have a wobble on it. So you use a regular sure, socket yeah. on so there. It, you get to that it, like 10 to 15 like degrees. Half pull it out. Yeah. And it, yeah. But it's, I got the you. ball still detents on it. Yep. Oh, dude, that is. Yes. That's like, to me, that's nothing better than a wobble. You could be just slightly off. That little, that little, you'd be amazed how much just that little wobble. And then a flex head, and all of a sudden you get a ratchet somewhere. You're like, man, I didn't think I was gonna get a ratchet on that. Yeah, like, you're hell doing yeah, like dude. Compound angles, getting into a <laughs> yeah. And I've I even had that. The, had to the point where it's like, I I will have you know, wobblies and universals, like on a swivel or something like that, because <laughs> you just have to get that break that one bolt loose. You you'll be able to get it by hand later on, but you just you can't quite get it. Just got yeah. So it's like you know you're halfway across the engine with like three extensions and a wobble <laughs> on there, like ah. We need it. ah. That's all I needed, man. <laughs> Do you know what would be funny is if, like, we attempted to, like, work on a truck from, like, inside the cab using extensions and <laughs> Extensions <wobbles>. only? <laughs> yeah, like, one person under the truck. And you the have to be in the, the driver's seat. The person turning the wrench has to be in the driver's seat. And it's just <laughs> so one guy directing the, <laughs> the the tool. That'd actually be funny to see if we, like, replace a turbo or something. With, like, <laughs> I would say, like, either you either have to be in the driver's seat or just in the cab. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, like, sitting on a chair, like, at least, like, 10 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on a five-gallon bucket within 10 feet of the car yeah it's the only person allowed to use the ratchet (laughs) everyone else figure it out (laughs) uh my next one and this is a i bought one of these on a whim didn't think i was going to be using it but honestly i just i really wanted a snap-on ratchet and i thought it was kind of cute and i I thought it'd be more of a novelty than anything else (laughs) and i was just in the mood to spend money but it's basically a um, a quarter inch snap on ratchet. So a small one, it's only about five, six inches long. Yeah. But the internals are three eighths inch. 
So it's a three oh, inch yeah, drive Cooper, and a quarter inch yeah, body. You got that Cooper's angle. got the half yeah. inch and a three eighths inch or like a half inch and a quarter inch that you kind of make these hybrids. Because yeah. you'd be amazed how many, like, especially when you start working on cars for a long time, you build up that grip strength, that arm strength. Yeah. You'd be amazed how strong you actually are when you know you can reef on something, even if it's a short handle. Yeah. But it's also a bit of a built-in safety because you can only reef on a six-inch wrench so far. Right. So if you're really trying to make sure you're not over-torquing things when you're tightening them down first, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. And also, five, six inches, it's palm of your hand. You're not having a whole extra three inches of ratchet and a handle hanging out there slowing you down. Yep. Real quick, it's one of my favorite things. Yep. I would highly recommend that if you do buy one of those, because you're probably going to be using it in small spaces, maybe spend a little bit of extra money and get something that's got a really low, I'm sorry, really high tooth count. Yeah. Because you want to get that thing that's got like the like the two or three degree. Right. Because yeah. you're going to be like, where each of those clicks, yeah, that's that's where you're you're making that move there. As opposed yep. to like, I have a super worn out Craftsman wrench that's like, it's like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but I know I can reef the shit out of that thing and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, there's nothing worse when you're trying to get a bolt loose. But you don't have enough room to even get a click on the ratchet to get yeah. it. It's like, <laughs> well, and then and you got like three extensions on there, and each one of those extensions has a little bit of play. Yep. And you're trying to like, get it, like, you know, like you're moving it back, and you can see everything else taking out the slack. Yep. And you get one click, you're like, okay, that's gonna be good. And then you start turning again, everything else retightens up. Like, Reti- oh, man. Yeah. I got nothing. I'm gonna be here for three days. Yeah. I'm taking this off like one yeah. twentieth turn at a time. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. And then, of course, of course, Murphy's Law, that bolt is uncharacteristically long. Yeah. For no good reason. Yeah. Like, wow, does this thing ever end? Course, is this yeah. stripped? <laughs> okay, this one is a good one, and I think a lot of... Um, in fact, I, I did a... Uh, every once in a while on the Instagram, uh, the podcast Instagram, I do a Q&A, where you just throw mm-hmm. your questions in there and I'll answer them. Um, but uh, today, uh, one of the guys I was talking about, he's like, I'm getting ready to buy a super high mileage 7.3... Um, you know, for low cost. And that's basically what I do with my blue truck. Yeah. And I was like, man, okay, first things first, you've heard me say before, like go get every single fuel O-ring, oil O-ring, just every one of those kits you can right now to have on hand. Yeah. Like do, just like, I'm not saying, and, and, and the reason I say that is you want to get that truck basically up and operational and running as best as possible before you start throwing money and power parts at that with that high mileage stuff. You just, last thing you want to do is like, well, I know it needs a high pressure oil pump. I know it needs injectors. I know it needs all this. And then you do all that stuff and 300 miles down the road, you just, just toast a rear end. Yeah. And it's like, if you had just gotten everything, you know, operating and driving and not leaking as much as possible and give it, you know, a shakedown month, Mm -hmm. six weeks. Or if, if you if you're gonna you know drive it daily for three weeks, yeah, you know give it the shakedown run. If everything's gonna rear its head, it's gonna do it then. Yeah, just it's uh, it's like horror stories, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I'm getting at is diagnostic equipment. Yeah. Um, whether it be one of my favorites is an Edge Insight because it's one of those things that it does a really good job as far as diagnosing things. Mm-hmm. But you can also use it later on as a monitor. Um, if you're trying to get real, because I would say the Edge Insight especially because for like seven, three guys, mm-hmm. you can get pretty in depth with that. Yeah. But it's, it's not necessarily, I would consider it to be, it's like diagnostic light, if you will. Yeah. Like you can't measure voltage of sensors. It won't do any contribution tests. It won't do anything like that, but it can give you data that you can make a lot. You can make a lot of headway with. Yeah. 
the other side of that is if you do plan on having this truck or you do plan on working on all your own stuff, get something um, like auto ingenuity. Yep. Get you know spend the money up front now because and I'm part of a lot of seven three forums. I freaking hate when people come on there with this super detailed question and they have no information at all. Yeah. And I get there's new guys out there. I get that. But then when the, like the very first comment and you can, everybody has those little like name, like those symbols by their names, like, you know, top responder, top right. commenter, whatever. And they, and every, like the first 10 people ask you all the same three things. Yep. What's your ICP? You know, and, and what's your IPR? Like, yeah. Well, that, I don't know. I didn't look. I don't know. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> and it's like, okay, well this is what it is. You need to get that and then get back to us. Yeah. Cause if we, there's honestly, if someone calls me on the phone, they tell me that they have certain IPRs and or certain ICP and IPR, uh, measurements at certain scenarios, I can. I'm not trying to say like I'm some freaking genius, but like putting your heads together to <clears> be, <throat> like I literally I haven't seen the truck, I haven't touched the truck, I haven't heard the truck. All you're doing is giving me data, and I can use my prior knowledge and hopefully help you out. Yeah, that that's, that is one thing that I will say with like scan tools like that, like an auto ingenuity. <clears throat> that's going to be something that's going to be only as good as the person looking at what they're what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Whereas like a ratchet or a wrench or something like you could teach a monkey to use that, mm-hmm. but you know the, the, it's a great tool if if you know what you're looking at. Again, uh, if you're gonna d- invest some money in something like that, you better do the research on the back end to know what you're looking at. Otherwise, it's gonna be completely useless to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll read codes and tell you what the codes are. I ain't gonna tell you what's wrong with it though. No, because remember, always remember a code is 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 an indication that there's a problem happening in that area. It doesn't necessarily mean it's that exact part that is causing the the, the issue. It could be something that is involved with that part during the operation of the engine. So you just gotta, um, you know, be careful with that sort of stuff. Like you're it, just because you have the scan tool, it's not gonna make you a, a you know. ASE certified tech in five minutes. Exactly. You've got to know what you're looking at. You with, can learn you, and you can grow into can, it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You just got to do the research to know what you're looking at. Then things start making a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but because when I remember back in the day when we first started selling like auto ingenuity stuff, it, it seemed like we'd get this question all the time. Like, well, I got this code. That means this is bad. Like, that's it, it, not how it works. No. <laughs> that's not how it works at all um, so just just be if, again if you're going to invest in, in that type of tool just make sure you've got the knowledge to back it up as far as to know what you're looking at and what it means yeah a lot of the um like the first time that i started soaking up automotive knowledge from uh, technicians that were a lot older than me is that i was always told a check engine light or a code it's literally just imagine there's a little tiny person there with a red flag saying, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. That's it. That's all it's telling. Yeah. And your best bet is to, you know, find a look at me's and try and trace them back upstream and see where it came from. Yep. Because um, I know a lot of the newer trucks, it might, the as and I will say as, as uh, onboard diagnostic systems have gotten better and better over the years, mm-hmm. they will give you more information, but it's still not always going to tell you exactly what's wrong. And what I mean by that is, like, on a 7.3, you rarely are you going to see something that says, like, this is high, this is low, over here is this, over here is that, that's what's going on. It's more going to be like, hey, out of range. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's not going to say, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, this is, like, higher than it should be. Hey, this is lower than it should be. Like, this came in at the wrong time. I'm just going to say, hey, man, hey, right. Yeah. And it's your job to be like, 
can you tell me what's not right? Yeah. There. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there is like I just wrote this. It was a little like blog post that we did because we I I wrote a, a blog post for a long time ago that was for uh, five nine common rail no start, and I just did one for the VP trucks, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like the only truck that if it throws this one code, like your injection pump's bad. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, okay, you got that code. Yeah, it's bad. There's no diagnostics necessary. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the injection pump timing code. And I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like 1619 or something. I can't remember off the top so, of my head. 1613? No. 16, uh, I've heard Anyways, Josh say it before. It's injection pump timing failure. Yeah. yeah. You can look it up. <laughs> That's like 0.01 percentage of codes. Just so you know, <laughs> guys, don't don't. So that's what I'm saying. That's like the only truck that's like, okay, if it has this code, yeah, it, yeah, it's jacked. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I will also say this is a, a an unsponsored plug. Um, there are so now that phones have come a long way. Um, you can do you can get like uh, OBD2 scanners that yeah. connect Bluetooth wise to your phone. Yeah, you got one of those. Don't I you? I, have, I have one of those. Sure. Like I'll be honest, like I, I have I'm, I'm all about budgeting. Like I I don't have auto ingenuity. I've been wanting to get it. The only problem is, I don't have a PC. Yeah, that that is the stigmata here. You you, you either need a, you have to have a PC for it, and I think they do have a way to run it on your phone. Um, I haven't quite got into that yet, but I, I just got something that worked on my phone, and then I downloaded uh, Four Scan Light, just Ford Scan Light. It was like six bucks. Did you say Four Scan Light or Ford Scan? They they call it, <laughs> on the on the on the forums they they call it Four Skin. It's called Four Scan. <laughs> four Scan. Yeah, F O R S C A N. Yeah, but everybody calls it foreskin because we're all just twelve year olds. Download foreskin. Goddamn foreskin app! Everybody's like, "Don't tell me what's up with my truck." You want me to go to the app store and download what, sir? Yeah. <laughs> foreskin. I told you twice, <laughs> three times now. It'd be funny if there's actually an app that is called foreskin, like where someone like accidentally like downloads it. <laughs> Oh, that would be a bad app. I don't know what. Yeah. It is. <laughs> That's a deep dark hole there, man. I don't want to go down, man. <laughs> okay. You know, well, it's like when remember recon. Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, so we goodness. got a quick to side tangent because this is freaking hilarious. <laughs> I, I accidentally did this myself. So. It happened to me. It, it, it happened it, to pretty much everybody. Every new guy that starts here, we do it too. <laughs> so, <laughs> back in the day when we started carrying recon lighting which you know they do headlights taillights you know third brake lights all sorts of lighting stuff it was real lighting yeah, yeah. and uh i i can't remember what i was doing i had to like look it up a part number or something like that and i'm like well recon like www.recon.com <laughs> like same as possible <laughs> yeah. seriously this Don't website yeah do not do it this website that comes up is like uh it's like a gay S and M. Just like a gay S and M website, and it's something. not like click here if you're 18. It's like opening page, dudes in leather straps, <laughs> and also there's going on, and it's like whoa. It's basically whoa! like it's basically a dick in your face as soon as yes. you open it up. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, it's gorecon.com. Recon had to have been pissed when they're like, <laughs> "What? What do you mean, recon? It's a what? It's a what kind of site? Oh, yeah." Well, let's just add go. Is that cool? Can we just that add work? go in front of it? Should we change our name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they probably called the people at recon.com be like, hey, listen, we got a proposal for you. Yeah. You're like, this is our company name. And you guys do like porn? Yeah. <laughs> like weird porn? <laughs> like, can we sell that to you? They're probably like, you're talking, you sell parts for diesel truck guys? 
<laughs> we ain't selling that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's half our market. <laughs> you guys sell Duramaxes? <laughs> you sell Duramax you guys parts? parts for Duramaxes? <laughs> now that I got you on the phone, I need some parts for my Duramax. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know why we make fun of Duramaxes so much, man, but it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh also, uh but, when, Oh go ahead. No, go, when yeah. I when I first started working at Diesel Power Products, uh me and Tyler's desk shared a wall. Like a, a, a like a barrier. A partition, if you will. Part- yes, yeah. partition. And uh, we didn't have a, a showroom floor or anything like that. And so if you walked in and you wanted, like, I was going to help you with parts or something, you basically come and sit at my desk with me. Yeah. Um, and someone wanted some recon lights, and I didn't know this yet. Oh, shit. And I literally, with a customer sitting behind me, and I was like, well, I'm not sure. Let me check their website. Recon.com. Boop. Came out. I was like, oh. <laughs> and the, the customer, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and, 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 like, I look over to Tyler. You're already laughing. Yeah. Jen, because she, if you look out the doorway, you could see where Jen was sitting, Jennifer. Yeah. And she's laughing her ass off. Yeah. She's like, you went to Recon. And I was like, ah! yeah, Everybody's done it. Everybody's Mom! done it. That is the funniest thing when, like, a new person came, like, came in and had to, you know, check out Recon's website. And it's like, because you hear it happening in the background. You're just like, I ain't going to say shit yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna say a freaking word now whenever there's a new guy if, if they if they're in like the, the sales chat or something like that and someone's like if if it were to come up and i'd be like dude just go to recon's website yeah recon.com and i wouldn't i wouldn't say <laughs> no, anything about say, what it yeah. is or what it, i would just let them go yeah and just crack my door so i can make sure i can hear them go oh my god anyways all right tan next (laughs) um this is more of like a a, these two things are kind of like a a shop supplies type thing um but like towels blue paper towels the blue ones hand wipes um two things here if uh like for normal like microfiber towels and blue paper towels yeah if you're not buying at costco you're paying too much yeah they have those like those mother's yellow microfiber towels they're super cheap at Costco. You buy like a 30 pack of them to the point where it's like, I, I, I use them as like disposable plus towels. I do not get worried if I throw one away. Yeah. I will say like, if I wipe something up, like my system that I have is I, I have like a little, little bucket, if you will, of rags that are like not clean, but nowhere near screwed yet. Right. So it's like, if I need to wipe off a part or if I have stuff fall on the, like a whole Check bunch of oil, oil fall on the yeah, floor, or, so yeah. I'll grab one of those, but like, I'm not going to wipe a window with it. Right. Or wipe my paint with it or something like that. Um and and blue paper towels super cheap at Costco. Also, side note, uh, the the spray away foam window washer mm-hmm. you get four packs at Costco for like eleven bucks or something like that. They're like three dollars or they're like five or six bucks a can at like O'Reilly's or something like that. So definitely there. Yeah. Um, next would be hand wipes. Um, just like hand wipes that have like the soap built into them. Um, yeah, yeah. Like for me, I don't have a sink in my garage. And last thing I want to do is piss off my wife by walking in. First off, touching everything I need to touch to get into my house right. with really, really dirty hands, and then going to our sink and washing my dirty White ass hands. Sink. Yeah, and washing yeah. my dirty ass hands in there. So having those wipes in there. Also, it's like, okay, I would need to take the need to take out a test drive real quick. Well, I don't like driving my truck with really, really grimy hands. Yeah. Like it gives you like it, it. It takes thirty seconds, and you just get all that grime off of there and be good to go. Yeah. Um, the other one here is brake clean. Love that stuff. Love brake clean. I'd drink it if it was <laughs> wouldn't kill you. The first time I, I learned to brake clean, I was like, "This is 
this is magical liquid. Yeah. <laughs> this can, like, <laughs> how much are these? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need them. <laughs> I still, to this day, think Brake Clean should be cheaper. It is such it should be. a freaking, like, disposable, like, I clean everything with that. Like, I've, there's been times where, like, my hands are dirty. I'm like. Totally. <sighs> Probably not the best for your skin. Brake Clean <laughs> will clean anything <laughs> off of anything. They should do, like, Brake Clean with aloe vera. Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> they know people are cleaning their hands oh, with so. it. Like, <laughs> So, my, my recommendation is, um, like, for me, uh, O'Reilly's is the closest auto parts store I have in my house. Uh, I'm on their email list, obviously, because I buy parts from there. Yeah. When Brake Clean goes on sale from O'Reilly's, it ends up being like, uh, if you buy a, like a, they, I think they go on sale for maybe two dollars and ten cents a piece or something like that. That's a good deal because it's like five dollars a can, not on sale. Yeah, I go in, I buy three cases. Yeah, I know, I like know, I, it seems like excessive, right? But there's something no. about when when you have the when when you when you're not worried about emptying your last can of brake clean on right. a project you'll be amazed how much faster you just get things done because you just you know you have that much brake clean yeah i'm not saying you're wasteful but that that's out of your mind it's not like well i should probably clean this with a towel because i don't know how much brake clean I yeah have. i only got a little I, bit i left. might need this brake clean for something else that i really need it later yeah. on no man if i need it Send i use it. it yeah so again i think we all need to band together and uh and and protest the price of brake clean <laughs> I'm serious. And I'm talking there, like... It can't be that expensive to make. I think it's It really it, can't. I think it's because the actual chemical compound. I'm sure that they have to pay a whole bunch of like... They figured it out. <laughs> there is <laughs> like, no way that's good for the environment. <laughs> like, so? I also <laughs> like how the automotive community basically as a whole... Like I remember when I was still working in the shops when they came out, the, the non-chlorofluoral whatever, like the, the, yeah. the, the nice brake clean. Yeah. <laughs> they were technicians. <laughs> like my shop foreman would go out because our shop, I was when I, I think I was at that time I was working at a GM dealership. They brought in like the safe brake clean, the environmentally friendly brake clean, non-chlorinated, the non-chlorinated, and all the technicians were like, "What is this? Yeah, you I, you literally need to add 0.75 hours to everything I do because this doesn't clean it for shit." Yeah, to the point where my foreman was going down the street and basically like I was doing, like buying cases, and then the techs would buy it from him. Yeah, just to keep their like actually keep the job going until yeah. finally the, our uh, our parts department was like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I appreciate how basically the entire automotive parts community as a whole was like, hey, yeah, good idea. No, we're not going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> no, gonna, yeah. you know what's going to happen? It's not going to sell, and it doesn't. Yeah, like O'Reilly doesn't even offer a normal like a a safe brake clean. No, we want the hard shit. Yeah, I would give me the blood clots. Yeah, the blood clots. Give me give me the good brake clean. Okay. Yeah, you're saying this is going to knock five years off my life. Looking at the job. It's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. Car is going to be fast. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dead serious. We need to all band together and start a peti- petition to lower the cost of brake clean for everybody. Um, next thing, uh, small containers. Seems kind of weird, but like the, those SMB trays. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. SMB trays, kick ass. Mm-hmm. Love it. I've used mine. Uh, SMB came, did a little, like, uh, they showed us their new stuff. Mm-hmm. They hooked us up with some, uh, with some of their tool trays. Badass. Really are. Also, though. So I don't know if your household does this with your wife, but you know swapping out the the old Tupperware, like getting rid of Tupperware. I'm oh, just yeah, gonna I, throw I, I take all of them. I take give me all mm-hmm. those. Give yep. me all those. It's so nice to put put in your drawers and have these little compartments where you could put, you know, I've got like two, uh, probably like two or three inch deep Tupperware. There's mm-hmm. just like random bolts and nuts and screws and all sorts of stuff, like kick ass for your drawers or your toolbox 
for organizing that random shit. That and like as you're doing a project, like having something to throw those nuts and bolts in when you're taking them off as opposed yes. to like putting them on the cowl yeah. or putting them where your hood latch goes or setting them on the battery. Because yeah. we've all done that, I know. Yep. But it, once you make it a habit to have one of those containers with you, and so you know, you know, I put all these washers in here, I put all these nuts and bolts in here, I put all these connectors in here. So especially when you're going back and you're like, I got an extra bolt. Fuck. <laughs> Job's done. That means Job, it's good, right? Job's done. More efficient. <laughs> Bing, <laughs> extra bucket. <laughs> but it's one of those things that really helps. Yeah. Uh, next thing is lighting. If you if you're you know where you're working your garage, say it doesn't have the best lighting. Yep. Um, side plug, non affiliated, but I'm sure we've all seen those ads on Instagram or on Amazon where they have those uh, like there's three or four panel LED things that screw yeah. into your normal light bulb. Yeah. Worth it. It worth the hype. I bought two of them for my garage. Um, I bought a low-powered one, mm -hmm. and they light the absolute shit out of my garage. Yeah. So if you're looking for something that is a, a good, you know, you're not wanting to hang your own or hang your own fluorescent tubes or anything like that. Yeah. That is a really great alternative. Pay the money for them. I think I ended up paying like thirty-eight dollars for two two things or something like that. Mm -hmm. I love them. They're yeah. great. Highly recommend them. Um, next would be um, a headlamp. I have a a rechargeable Coast headlamp. I spent a little bit of extra money on it. Um, I love it though. Yeah. The having the batteries rechargeable, so I know every time I'm done, I just plug it in, and then when I need to go back, it's there. It's charged. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the. We have one here. It's that bar light mm -hmm. that uh, has the uh, spring sort of yeah. clamp that goes around the that goes yeah. under the hood, and so it, you know it hangs from your hood as it's open. Mm -hmm. That is, I I, I love huge. those lights because that lights up your entire your your, your entire engine bay area. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't have to hold on to anything or worry about something falling off. Or, um, I mean, a headlight is also a, you know a great option. But if you want to see everything all at once, like that's mm -hmm. a great. Yeah, I I, I probably overlight when I'm working on for the most part. Um, I just I've gotten the habit of always wearing a headlamp. Yeah, especially when I pull my excursion <coughs> in my garage. No matter how much actual lighting I have in there, just it's it's too big. It knocks it all out. Well, yeah, especially when you put your hood up too. Yeah, that makes it's it gone. Cast a shadow on your. And if I bay. need to like work on a wheel or yeah. a brake or something like that, I'm still I'm in the dark ready. Yeah. Um, so a headlamp works well for that. Um, I've also got uh, rechargeable uh, work scene lights. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that, Costco. Shout out to Costco, man. Yeah. Sponsor me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I got these rechargeable lights from Costco that are great. They're like they're magnetic too, so like mm -hmm. so if uh, I can put them both on my hood facing opposite directions. Yeah. Lights up everything. Boom. Uh, last one. This is honestly a relatively new piece that I got that really paid for itself in stress the last time I was working with it. All right. Um, body clip pliers. Okay. And I'm going to, when this episode comes out, I'm actually going to go home and try and take a video of all the stuff we're talking about. So I'm going to keep his list. Um, so I can show you guys what I'm talking about, but I, I got mine at Harbor Freight. They're like $5. Um, Snap-on makes them, and I'm sure a whole bunch of other manufacturers make them. They're probably a hell of a lot better quality, but the ones for five dollars have been working well for me so far. Yeah. But what what it is is basically, you know, those like those Christmas tree pins, mm -hmm. the plastic ones. Um, there's always like the the door clip or something like that that has like the not the pliers, but like the the screwdriver that fits in there to pry yeah. them up. Yep. Well, this one, imagine instead of a screwdriver and you prying it up. It's two flat pieces, and as you squeeze it, it lifts it up. Yeah. So it applies even pressure all around it and lifts up on just the Christmas tree part of it. But it also doesn't lift it up at a super hard angle like you're prying on it. Yeah. So it just lifts it straight up. So you're not you don't have to worry about it 
Um, like what I was working on uh, this uh, last weekend was a uh, the I had the the front bumper off and the front grill off, uh, and there's like this uh, like thick rubber stuff to you know direct air where it needs to go, and I yeah. wanted to remove some of it so I could get access to something. And it's like the only way to get some of those pins out is that you got to yank on the rubber. Well, then you break the rubber that goes around the pin, yep. and if you put the pin back in, it doesn't work anymore. Yep. So having that to kind of pry them off and reuse them. Also, a side note, I would just um, as much as I love or hate Amazon, uh, I bought a universal uh, body pin, you know, plastic pin kit. Oh, it just has a bunch of different sizes. A bunch of different them. Yeah. Same with the brake clean. When you don't have to worry about breaking one of those off, like, man, I got to get in there, but, like, I really don't want to remove all that stuff because I'm going to break half of it and I'm not going to be able to put it back on. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll break it. Yeah. I got enough pins to replace it. Right. I've also got, I got enough zip ties to fix anything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And, Speaking of like pliers and stuff like that, especially like for door panels or any sort of uh, interior component that you don't want to damage as you pry, yes. the the composite plastic, they exactly they make a whole set about. of different sizes. They yeah. make real wide ones. They make narrow ones. Um, they're they're kick ass for doing like door panels and stuff like that. So because I mean you see you see a guy wrenching on a door panel with a screwdriver or something, yeah. and you're just you're just distorting the plastic. In, in ruining it mm-hmm. um whereas these are a composite material that's softer than metal mm-hmm. so it doesn't uh leave this you know leave that damage so um i've used the crap out of those the crap out of those we did a, when i used to work at a dealership dude we do dashes all the time do that like the uh dashes door uh window regulators door mm-hmm. switches i'd use those plastic pieces for any interior the plastic tools for any of the interior parts so i don't damage anything totally that's my list Corey, you got one Good pry bars. That actually was one of the things that uh, I I was debating putting on my list or not. Um, the my frame of mind with pry bars, I own basically three of one and one of the other. Yeah. And I look at it as I I bought the I'm sorry four of one and one of the other. I bought the Harbor Freight set, mm-hmm. like the Pittsburgh one. Um, but I also have from when I was you know actually working on cars to make money, I have a, a nicer snap on one. Mm-hmm. It's like a 30 inch or a 34 inch one a snap on one it's got the metal on it like you could just you can yeah. break concrete you with this fucking you thing can like you smack could, the end of it and yeah i would that, trust yeah. that thing with my life yeah um but the thing is like i don't have the smaller ones and for me i look at it as the pittsburgh ones they were like 30 bucks there's four of them and they range from like i don't know eight or nine inches all the way up to about 20 i know that for just about whatever i'm going to be prying on if if I feel that I'm really starting to tweak this bar, I'm not going to use it anymore. Yeah. But for a lot of times, it's just like, Ugh! like you just got to break something loose or get in there and kind of right. work on something. That's fine. You know, I, I don't need a. As I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with having high quality tools, but my budget, and my life right now, yeah. I don't need to be spending five hundred dollars so I could have you right. know six pry bars that are all going to be able to lift a car up. Right. Like I really just need the one that can really do that the big man man job. The other yep. ones, you know, they get the job done. Yep. Yeah. And also it's knowing what you have. <laughs> like if you have a Pittsburgh half inch breaker bar, don't go in there thinking you're gonna put a cheater on that breaker bar and you're not gonna break anything. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, the breaker bar works most of the time, but I also know the limits. Right. Like, am I afraid to break it? No. But <laughs> if I need to break off, you know, I have a, a wheels you know, a lug nut's being really, really stiff and I'm I'm not grabbing the harbor freight one. Right. <laughs> I've got again 
this is all a tangent. I'm going to wrap this thing up here. But like, I, I, I kept a couple of tools from when I was working in the field that mm-hmm. I just like, I knew I didn't want to have to replace. Yeah. And I knew that if I, if I got rid of it, I would never buy that same high quality of tool again. Yeah. Pry bar, impact wrench, um, uh, ratchet, like a three eighths inch ratchet set. Um, and the other one is a, uh, snap on flex head, half inch ratchet. And I think it's, it, it's, it's a big fucker. It's, it's, it's large. Yeah. It cost me when I bought it probably almost 325 bucks. Yeah. And it's one of those ones I knew I would never buy again if I had right. to, but I had it and I wasn't going to get rid of it. And yeah. I know that I can, I can reef on that thing. I could stand on it. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But I, so that's one of those things are if buy a couple of things that you, if you know that you're going to have to refund and stuff like that. But like if you open my toolbox, I've got Pittsburgh sockets. I've got Quinn sockets. I've got some snap on sockets. Yep. I've got uh, craftsman in there. I've got sun X. Um, what else do I have? Uh, I actually have quite a bit of cornwheel sockets in there as well. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, if I need it and it fits the bill, I'm going to get it because I'd rather have it than not have it because I put my pride aside because I want to have the nice tools. Yeah. If it gets to a point where I have like a certain set of sockets that I keep rounding out because I'm <clears> using them so much, then yeah, I'll get the better one. Yeah, I'll spend the money at that point and go do that. And then those extra shitty sockets are going like the truck or something like that. Yeah. But uh I'm going to bring up one last tool, and this yeah. will close it out. <clears throat> and it's a tool you make at home that I've used many a time, and it's so freaking handy for so many different things. Beer bong. No. Damn it. <laughs> uh, it's a metal coat hanger. You can use it for everything. Running wires, grabbing something. I mean, I, it's, it's this just one of those things. Now you, just, you brought up a whole different section. A magnet making. on a stick. Yeah. Mirror on a stick. All those, yeah, all those things. But I keep, I've got actually two of them. I actually bought, from when I had that little Honda, I bought a manual choke cable because the choke, the electric choke was disabled on it. I was going to put that on there, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm like, I sold the car back to Brian and I still had the choke cable. And so I pulled it out of the sheath and it's like this thin, perfect metal to, and it's got a little handle on the end of it. So if I need to like run wire Mm -hmm. through something, like it's perfect, right? But I also have, the metal coat hanger that's been stressed out and then coiled up. It's just handy to have. Yeah. Handy to have in your toolbox. Right on. And they're free most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> well, that's about going to wrap this one up. If you've got a special tool or a certain tool that you just, you got to make sure that the youngins know they can't live without, let us know in the comments section on YouTube. Uh, that is the best place to leave comments and spark a chat so we can all talk about it. Uh, that's going to wrap this one up, guys. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.